Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 187 and session number 54 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. All you have to do for me to answer your question is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can leave a detailed voicemail there. Just leave your first name and a brief question, and then I'll do my best to air it on an upcoming show. Now, you guys that have been listening for a very long time know that this is like one of the highlights of my week. I love listening to the listener questions and then just being able to connect and being able to interact with you by listening to this message and then answering it almost as if we were in that coffee shop that you guys hear me talk about so often, right? Now, if you guys are brand new and you're listening to me and you're like, who the heck is this guy and why is he so fired up? I just... Let me just say that I just get fired up to be able to sit down and talk about this stuff. I recently was in South Carolina, or actually North Carolina and South Carolina. I was able to meet with uh, about five people in a coffee shop, and we were doing just this, and it was awesome. Uh, And when I get to do this on a weekly basis, it just really does get me fired up. But I'm pretty much fired up all the time anyway. Now, let me also talk about a couple of things that I've been kind of playing around with, all right? Now, for those of you that are longtime listeners, I'm talking about before the podcast was even created. You guys all know that, you know, I mean, we started the Facebook group with no one in it. Now we're up over 25,000 people and, you know, I'm doing these periscopes and at any given time, you know, we can have, you know, three, 400 people on at a time. And I love connecting and interacting and it's becoming a little bit harder, but with the social media channels, it's making it easier. And that's why I love doing the periscopes, which periscope is kind of like an extension of the Ask Scott in a in a sense. Uh, so if you guys are brand new and you haven't watched any of the periscopes yet, you can uh, you can do that by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash scope, or you can just go to Periscope, download the app, periscope.tv that is, and then just search for me um, at Scott Volker and you'll find me. And then from there, whenever I do a, a you know, a Periscope, then you can actually watch or you can be notified and all that stuff. Now, I got to give you guys a little bit of a story, tell you guys a little bit of a story that is, you know, I was sitting there Easter day uh, and I was talking to my son and he's talking about Snapchat. I've been hearing this Snapchat thing for a very long time um, and I've just been ignoring it. All right. But I really wanted to understand, like, what was the value in it? And was it just for kids? And he soon, you know, shared with me that it's not just for kids, that it's a, it's a great medium, a great platform for people that just want to be able to connect and show a little bit more behind the scenes and a little bit more inside of that person's life. Uh, and so I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try this thing and I'm going to see if I can get my head wrapped around it. So I have, and I've started to do these, these snaps as they call them. And it's really just going to be another form of another way for me to be able to connect with you. So if you are interested in following me on Snapchat, you have to download the app, and then once you do, search for me at ScottVolker1. So that's at ScottVolker1, and you'll find me on there. I'm going to probably be a little bit goofier there. I'm going to probably share with you some rants that I you know, wouldn't necessarily share anywhere else because they're only 10 seconds long, um, or that can just be an image. So it's a great way for me to kind of like take these little snapshots of my day or of my rants, and then I can just put them there. And they're only good for 24 hours. I won't be recording them, so it's only going to be there. And I'll also be able to give you guys 
a little bit more like lessons, but quick lessons of like what I've learned and what I'm doing, what I'm struggling with, what I'm trying to overcome. All of that stuff will be happening inside of this because it's easy. Um, and the only way I was going to do it is if it was easy, just like periscopes, like periscopes are really fun because all you do is you literally download the app. You have it on your phone. You hit record or start broadcasting and boom, you're off to the races and then people just start connecting and you have that real live interaction. So I love doing that stuff because it does connect me with you and it's almost like we're sitting in that room together and that's what I love and that's why I love the Ask Scott session which this is here all right so that's what's happening a little bit of uh, a little bit of a backstory there of how it all is kind of starting to come to these these different platforms but we're going to play around with them we're going to see what happens if you guys enjoy them let me know if you do go on Snapchat definitely definitely send me a snap if you're on there you can send me a snap tell me what the podcast is doing for you or what you like about it, what you don't like about it. Let me know. I would love to hear from you. So definitely do that. All right. And I'll respond. Um, Okay. Now, before we jump into today's questions, which I'm really, really excited about. There's some good questions here, guys, by the way, um, and keep them coming. Um, I did want to acknowledge the Facebook group. Like I said, we're up over 25,000 people in there, which is awesome. But what I want you guys to do as well, I want you to be part of that group if you aren't already. If you are, I still want you to do this. All right. I want you to go into the Facebook group. Okay. Oh, well, I should probably tell you guys the address if you guys are not, um, you know, longtime listeners and you don't know the address or if you're not connected there in that community, which is a wealth of information and a great community, theamazingseller.com forward slash F is in Frank, B is in boy for Facebook. So FB, theamazingseller.com forward slash FB, and you'll get approved once you request. You just have to request and we'll go ahead and get a moderator to uh, approve you. And then what I want you to do though is I want you to tag me. Okay, just go ahead and type in Scott Volker. It'll come up and then just tag me. And then I want you to let me know what's the one thing that you love about the podcast. I want you to tell me what is the one thing that you love about it. If you want to also tell me how long you've been a listener, that would be cool too. But this way here, I'll be notified and I'll see that. And I would love to hear from you. Okay, so definitely do that inside of the Facebook group, okay, the TAS Facebook group, that would be awesome, one last thing about the Facebook group, there's a wealth of information there, like I had said, right, if you search the box there, there's like a little search box there, if you search in that box for whatever you're struggling with or a question that you have, you're probably going to find the answer, because there's going to be answers that have been already talked about, or questions that have already been talked about, that now are there, you just can't find them, because there's so much information, so just go in the search field, okay, there's a little search box there on Facebook, in the community, and then just type in your question, if you're looking for like market, or uh, product research, or if you're looking for uh, Amazon pay-per-click, just type that in there, and you'll find all of the threads that have been talked about about that discussion. You can even get more granular than that if you want to, all right? So definitely use that resource. It's free, all right? So just do that. Okay, so I think I've rambled long enough here. I wanted to talk about the Snapchat thing, the Periscope thing. These are just different ways for me to connect with you, and I do want to connect with you, so I just thought that I'd share them. And uh, yeah, I'm going to stop talking now. Let's go ahead and listen to the first question, and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. Uh, David from Ireland here. Um, Thanks, Emil, for... uh Putting all the information out there that you have so far, um, I'm loving the podcast. Um, my girlfriend, on the other hand, is not loving them so much because she's now competing for my attention with some guy named Scott. Um, but uh, I, uh, I'm very uh, appreciative for them. Um, I've just started out. I'm still uh, picking my first product. Um, I've been using Jungle Scout, and I found a product that 
I think it might be a good one to start with. Um, it meets all the criteria you list in your podcast. Um, it's small, lightweight, easy to source. Um, the sales, um, the top 10 sellers would be selling in excess of 3,000 units, uh, it would appear. Um, actually, there's not even 10 sellers. There's probably only around seven or eight who are selling this particular product. Um, of those sellers, uh, the top few have reviews in the hundreds, and then after that, they drop down to below the 50 review mark. Uh, there's one particular seller who I've been tracking who has reviews between 40 and 50, um, and that's where I feel I could slot in. Um, he's selling between 20 to 30 units a day. Um, now, the problem with the product is that it's selling for around a $10 mark, uh, which I know is below what you would suggest. Um, it's there doesn't seem to be a, a race to the bottom with this product. Everyone, all the sellers seem to be selling for around nine ten dollars. Um, now, as regards uh, selling multi packs of the product to bring the price up, uh, some of the sellers are already selling multi packs, um, and it's for a similar price. Um, so, I I guess I'm just wondering. Um, is this a product I should avoid because um, it's only giving me a net of about $5 per unit sold? Um, or is it something that uh, you think still could be a viable product? Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Scott. Thanks a million. Keep doing what you're doing. Hey, David from Ireland. What's up, man? Thank you so much for the question all the way from Ireland. I love it that we're global all over the place. This is great. Uh, thank you so much. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dig into this a little bit. And, uh, you know, a lot of people out there are saying like, Scott, you know, since your podcast and since, you know, other people talking about this, you know, private label thing and this Amazon thing, it's just becoming harder and harder to get started. And you know what? You may be right. I'll say, you know what, maybe, maybe you're right, okay? I don't necessarily think that there's not products that you can find out there, but is whenever you get awareness, whether I did it or someone else did it, there's always going to be awareness when something starts to work, right? Does that mean that there's no opportunity? Absolutely not, okay? Now, when your prices are that low and your margins are that low, it does make it harder, okay, to get in the game. Okay, because you have, you know, less, I guess, less, um, you know, upfront costs. So it's easier to get in the game, right? It sounds like you found a product that, you know, would be a great product to test with, right? Does that mean that that's going, going to be your only product? No. What I would probably think here right off the bat is number one, I would want to look at the trends. I would want to see if this is a product that's trending or is it a product that is is on an upward trend or is it one that's going to, you know, kind of peak and then kind of go back down because it's seasonal. I would want to look at that stuff first. Number two, I would also then want to look at those bundles that you talked about or the multi-packs. I'd like to see how many multi-packs are selling and then that would give me another gauge is if there's a market for that. The other thing I would need to know is this is just like, let's call it our test product. This is just a product we're going to, we're going to test on a small run. We can go ahead. You you said you're only competing against like, some of them only have 40 reviews. I mean, gosh, at that price point, you could, you could buy, you know, let's say three, 400 and then do, you know, a hundred giveaway and you can get yourself 40 or 50 reviews almost. Right. So that would be a great way to get started. You don't have to have a huge upfront cost, but. I would want as that next part of this strategy of this plan is to know that I had another product that I could then sell that would be on an upper end, 
okay, at a, at an upper price. So this way here, I know that this is just like the gateway. This is kind of like the way to get me started, but then it's going to lead me into other products that could potentially sell at a higher, you know, ticket price, a, a higher amount. And then that way there, you can start looking at products that are selling for $25 or $50 or $75 or $100, right? There's all, like, I'll give you an example. There's a product that I'm looking at right this second, okay? It's not in my particular brand. It's in uh, a partner of mine that I have now that we kind of work on the same brand together. We can kind of do a spinoff in that brand, but... I'm looking at this one item that sells between, there's three different versions of it. It sells for, let's see, $100, it sells for $150, and it sells for just over $200 for these three different kinds and three different styles of this product. But guess what? They also sell accessories around this particular product that sell for maybe $10, $15, maybe $20, right? So I know that I can either start with the high price item or I can start with the lower price item just to see if I can get some traction and then I'll have, you know, kind of like the intel around that market and then I can launch that more expensive product or the other way around. So there's not really one way that this can be done. There's multiple different ways. It really comes down to your comfort level. It comes down to your risk tolerance. And some people would say, you know what, Scott, I wouldn't even mess around with that, that product that he's looking at. I just wouldn't even bother with it. And that's okay. That means there's more opportunity for you. Again, I know right now firsthand, you know, in my uh, my partner that I'm, I'm helping in his brand, you know, he has a product that only sells for $10.99. He buys it for about a buck and a quarter. So he's making a little bit of money on that. Does that mean that that's going to be the, the uh, ultimate product? No, but he got started. It's bringing in sales. Um, right now, I think just the other day, he had 24 sales on two different SKUs. So, you know, it, it's, it's working, right? It doesn't mean that it's going to be the end all, right? It's not going to be that, but it is a gateway. So for me personally, if those numbers looked like that and you could create a similar product, maybe with a different spin or maybe a different bundle or something like that, then I would probably go for it myself personally. But again, I can't say that for sure because I don't see your numbers. I don't see the product. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, so, but all I can say is that I don't necessarily just say, oh, it's that low of a price. I'm not going to look at it. I would have to look and then plan a little bit further ahead. Does it have other products that sell for more that I could potentially roll out in the future or could I start with those and then add this one later as an accessory? So hopefully that made sense. I know I'm kind of rambling here a little bit and ranting a little bit, but you know, I, I hear this a lot. I hear a lot of people saying, you know what, it's becoming harder and I probably shouldn't even get started. And you know what, that's good news for us if that is you. I hope it's not, but if it is, you know, that's good news for us because that just means that people are starting to get out of the game or they're thinking that it's too hard, so I'm not going to get started. That's going to happen all the time. I mean, people saying right now that you can't build an authority website and drive traffic there and get affiliate commissions, you know, those people that are thinking that, you know what, it makes it easier for the people that are doing it consistently and that are building out those sites because they're going to make money at that if they stick with it. All right, so, all right, end of rant. Let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Uh, you know what, before we jump into that, I did have this pulled up and I just went over to it when I was switching uh, to the different screen. Uh, I had episode 173 pulled up. If you guys want to hear how this guy did it on a small budget, on a low ticket price, and he's doing pretty well, is episode 173. His name is Joe. It's a case study I did with him. 
He had no idea if it was going to work. He did it, and he was able to make some money at it. So just another, I guess, another validation point that you can do it on a small budget and with a lower ticket price. Uh, it just you have to find the right product. So that's 173, theamazingseller.com forward slash 173. All right, let's listen to that next question. G'day, Scott. Peter here from Australia, smashing through your podcast. They're really great stuff. I've implemented your email series, and I'm getting a lot of seller feedback now. My question is, should I be asking for seller feedback or product feedback? Just want to make sure which one's more important. I've got an excellent seller feedback score, but not as many product reviews. Keep up the awesome work. My sales have up 400% in the last three months since listening to your podcast. Really appreciate the great stuff. Hey, Peter, thank you so much for the question. And again, thank you for the accent. Love it. I love it. I love it that you're smashing through the episodes. You guys have heard me in the past when I get, uh, you know, the listeners, you know, sending their, their message through and they're like, I'm smashing through. I'm gobbling it up. I'm doing, I love that. Okay. Just shows that you guys are taking action and you're consuming. Now, the other thing I want to say, Peter, is that it sounds like you're consuming, but then you're also applying because 400% up since listening to the podcast, that's like crazy, and that is awesome, and I want you to email me and uh, let me know a little bit more details on that. Maybe we can get you on the show and we can talk about that because uh, that's pretty that's pretty amazing. Um, so anyway, let's go ahead and uh, answer your question. What I would like to say is this, feedback, okay, and people that are brand new, Feedback is really on your overall account, right? So does that help your product listing? Yes and no, okay? And I feel, and again, this is just my speculation. This doesn't mean that I have any hard proof or evidence of this, okay? Other than it makes a lot of sense to me, okay? Because Amazon treats our seller's account as our overall kind of like authority, like how well we are doing uh, as far as being a seller and all of that stuff. So will they help us? you know, rank a little bit better or take care of us a little bit more if we are more seasoned, I think they will. It's kind of like a website that is two days old and a website that is five years old. Google gives that five-year-old website a little bit more love or that domain name, right? So I feel that, yes, it is important. But once you get to a certain point, I don't necessarily think you have to go and grab all the seller feedback before you grab the reviews. Now, the reason why I've talked about this in the past is about why I go and get the feedback first and then I go get the review is because I want to make sure that I can filter that stuff, okay? Now, I might only do this, and I'm actually, I'm changing it up a little bit as we speak uh, because once you kind of filter through, and what I mean by filter through is if you get a negative feedback, okay, and that in that feedback, they, they leave you like a negative review in a sense. They talk about the product. Amazon will allow you to remove that, that um, feedback because it's product related. They don't want any product, uh, you know, reviews on the feedback. So you can notify them. And I've talked about that in the past, okay? Now, does that mean that's always going to be the case? No, but right now, from the time that I'm recording this, it does uh, work. So I still do that. Uh, but once you figure out that your product is going to be well received and you're not receiving these uh, you know, negative reviews or product reviews and you feel more confident, then yes, you can go after the reviews. And it sounds like that might be where you're at. So then, because when you do kind of intercept you know, the, the feedback first or you, you ask for the feedback first, then you ask for the review, you are going to lose out on some reviews because not everyone's going to do the feedback and then do a review. So if you can cut out the feedback and just go directly for a review, you are going to increase your reviews. But 
You have to do that with caution because if you're brand new and you're doing that and you start to go through that, you know, that sequence, well, what can happen then is you can start getting a pile, you know, a large pile of negative reviews on that listing and those are not going to be removed. Okay. Unless that, you know, that buyer goes in there and does it for you. Um, so it sounds like in your situation or anyone that is listening in this situation, if you already have a pretty well-established uh, seller feedback score, then you might want to just start going for the reviews, especially if your product has already been kind of like verified that people are accepting it well. Because the thing is, you may launch a product and not realize that there's certain things that you need to fix until after you get it into the people's hands, right? And if we can intercept that seller feedback and not have that go on our review, that would be great, right? Uh, And again, we're not doing this to really game the system. We're doing it so we can filter it so it doesn't hurt us, but then we can also learn from it, okay? Now, I did a whole episode back on, let me see here. I think it was episode 77. Uh, Let me see here. Yes, it was episode 77. And that one there, we we talked all about feedback and reviews, and I talked to Chris Guthrie, who he actually did it a little bit different in the beginning. He went after the reviews really hard, and then he switched it around once he had some reviews, and then he went after feedback and reviews. That was his strategy, Um, and we talk all about it on that episode. So if you guys are interested in listening to that, go back and listen to episode 77. The link will be theamazingseller.com forward slash 77, or you can just go to the show notes to this episode, which this episode is episode 187. So the show notes to this episode will be, uh, let's see, theamazingseller.com forward slash 187. I got to think here. Uh, So that is the episode that we're on currently right now. That is the Ask Scott session number 54. So 187. You can find all the show notes and that link will be there for that episode as well. All right. So that's what I would do, Peter. Uh, And it sounds like you're doing very, very well. So uh, again, like I said, I would love to hear more about your story and possibly we can share it with the TAS listeners out there. And I think that everyone right here is like, yeah, they're raising their hand like, yeah, we'd love to hear your story. So anyway, That's it. That's going to wrap up that question. Thanks for submitting it, by the way. Let's go ahead and listen to another question, and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott. Um, This is Ghassan from from Canada, from Toronto, Canada. Um, Thanks so much, man, for all your work. Uh, I can't thank you enough. I mean, um, uh, this has been by far the best podcast uh, that I've been listening to. and uh, it's it's a lot of information. I mean, uh, it's just blowing my mind that this is all for free. So I can't thank you enough. So my question is, um, so uh, it's about sponsored ads. So and I don't believe that this has been covered before. So whenever this is like whenever we actually search for uh, a product on Amazon, I can see that there's two types of sponsored ads. There's the one that is showing just above the organic. Um, you know, listings, and there's a one that's showing on the side. Uh, now, from your from your experience, is there is there a way first for us to choose whether it's going to be the one you know that is listed above the uh, the organic searches, uh, or to choose the one that is on the side? Uh, which one is better for conversion? Um, that's pretty much it. So I, I'd like to know your, your thoughts about this, um, whether we can actually choose where to place our ad um, and which one has, uh, let's say, a better conversion rate. Thanks so much, man. Um, keep up the good work, and I hope to hear from you soon. Take care. Bye. 
Hey, Gassan, thank you so much for the question. All the way from Canada. Love it. That is so awesome. Thank you so much for the question. Yeah, let's go ahead and dive into a little bit of the pay-per-click discussion. Everyone loves to talk about pay-per-click. I do. Uh, I know that. Uh, Yeah, this is actually a great point, and you're right. I I don't think I have talked about this, but it is something that I look at, especially when I'm looking at a product, okay? Now, this doesn't mean that I won't you know, look at a product if I don't see paid ads. And what, uh, you know, what he's talking about is the Amazon pay-per-click ads we're talking about. Anyone that's brand new, it's it's the PPC, the pay-per-click uh, ads that we can run against our keywords for our products. Now, in most categories, you can run pay-per-click. Some are gated, some are not allowing anymore, some aren't even able to use pay-per-click, so most of them you can, but some you can't, but let's just say, for example, that you're looking at a product, and then you type in that keyword, let's say garlic press, right, and if you type that in, you're going to notice that there might be an ad at the top, there might be some ads on the side, then as you scroll down, you might see some in the middle, and then you might scroll all the way down and see some at the bottom, all right, now, you are going to want to look at this just to see if people are running ads. That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But also, the one thing you have to keep in mind is that Amazon is always testing. So you may look one day at, you know, garlic press, and you may see that there's a banner on the top. And then the next day, you might see that there's no banner on the top. It's only on the side. So they're always testing placement. That's the beautiful thing about them is they're always trying to find the best way to convert for you know traffic for those particular keywords so they're always doing these tests and you don't really know about it but all you have to be aware of is that they are running these tests and you can be benefiting from these but you bring up a great point because if we are looking for something let's say garlic press and we don't see any any ad on the top we don't see any side banner ads and we only see something at the bottom that's not really good right because we know that we can't get on page one unless we rank for page one All right. If we want to rank for page one, we have to do some work to get there. Right. We got to get sales through that keyword. That's how it works. Right. And if we run pay per click, we can force ourselves there in a sense that if we have a good product, if we have a good amount of reviews and if we can convert someone to, uh, you know, a buyer through that keyword, we know that we can start to rank for that keyword. But if, if we can't be displayed above the fold, we call that above the fold. So if you land on a page and before you do any scrolling, you can see your ad somewhere that's above the fold. The minute you scroll, now we're kind of below the fold. And a lot of times people might not scroll. They might only look at the top, you know, whatever their browser or whatever their, their uh, you know, screen size is. So they may only look at the top five or they may only look at the top ad or the right side of that ad because it has three or four ads being displayed. So you do need to think about that stuff. Now, does that mean that you don't go after a product if it doesn't show ads but only on the bottom? No, it doesn't mean that because sometimes you can find a product that you don't even need uh, to really do a lot of pay-per-click because it's so obscure. It's it's just so, you know, not that competitive that you could probably just show up on page one for getting some sales through a promotion and start showing up and you won't have to run many ads at all. That doesn't mean that I would like to do that because I like the control of being able to run some ads. Right? It just helps the process. But you bring up a great point. So if you are looking at a product, that would be one thing that I would look at. I would say, okay, here's the main keyword that people are searching for. And anyone that is brand new and wants to know how you find that keyword, if you're looking at your competitors, look at your top five competitors. Look and see the common theme there of their titles. That will kind of give you an idea of what keywords they're targeting. And then you want to take that keyword. And that keyword could be three, four words long. 
right? It could be stainless steel garlic press. And then if you search for that in Amazon, then you're going to see the ads that are being displayed. And that will give you a good idea of the competition. It'll also show you what ads are being displayed, where they're being displayed. Again, you might want to also check that on different browsers or different computers because then, you know, sometimes you're you're looking at it, you know, maybe at, at your place and then you might go over to uh, your workplace and you may be on a different, you know, you're on a different server because, you know, they're delivering this from different places and all that complicated stuff because um, you're not being fed the same ads that someone else is maybe. So bottom line is you do want to do that. Um, that is one exercise I think that you could add to your product research to kind of see if there's ads being run. But I don't think that that would be something that I would say if I don't see ads that I'm not going to advertise or I'm not going to uh, go after that product. That just means it would be something that I would consider if I thought that it was going to be harder to rank for that keyword. And this kind of happened in my partner's second brand that we launched. Uh, it kind of happened and he had already picked a product. We didn't, you know, I didn't really help him with that first product. And um, I mean, I did a little bit, but not, not a ton. And then after the fact, we noticed that the ads were only being displayed on the bottom. So I'm like, hmm. So I started looking at this category and I started looking at the keyword. And in that category and in that keyword search, that's all that they were being displayed is on the bottom of the page. So it was becoming harder to get traction. Um, we started getting some traction, but that one there definitely is harder. Now, when we released the next two, we did take that in consideration because we didn't want to uh, to have a product that we couldn't be displayed on top and the bottom or on the side or even in the middle. If you can find one that also they advertise in the middle, those are great because now they're kind of like you're in like the organic search in a sense and a lot of people don't even realize that's a sponsored ad, all right? So this is a great, great thing to add to your, uh, your, your product research to also let you know that you know, you're going to be able to advertise this using Amazon pay-per-click. And like I've said before, if you guys are trying to rank for a keyword, the way that you're going to rank for that keyword is to get sales through that keyword. And an easy way to do it, and I say easy way, it's still going to cost you money, it's going to be time, it's going to be, you know, consistency. It's buying that keyword traffic, showing up on page one, and then getting sales through that. But if you're not having a good base of reviews to start, it might not be worth it right away because you're not going to convert. So if you get seen in your ads, but you only have two reviews and everyone else has 500 reviews, you're probably not going to convert that high, okay? So you may need to do that giveaway in order to get those reviews so you can convert. All right, I'm starting to go on a little bit of a tangent there. All right, so, all right, that is pretty much going to wrap up this session of Ask Scott. I wanted to thank everyone for submitting your questions. Keep them coming. Again, like I said, I want to remind you, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. Leave a voicemail there. Leave your first name and a short question. I'll do my best to air it on the show. We have a bunch more in the queue, and I, I want to Keep getting them in because it allows me to continue to do the Ask Scott session. And you guys know that I love, love, love doing it. And again, I want to remind you this, that if you want more of the raw kind of like everyday type stuff, or not everyday, but trying to do like every few days, is where I jump on Periscope and I'll answer questions live. So if you're on Periscope and you have a question there, I'll most likely answer it there like in real time. So definitely head over to Periscope.tv, search for at Scott Volker, you'll find me, go ahead and follow me and then you'll get any notifications when I do a live feed there, all right? And then again, Snapchat. I'm going to go ahead and try to do some daily snaps. We'll see how that goes. But if you want to follow along over there, definitely check out Snapchat. 
my username over there is Scott Volker one. So at Scott Volker one, you'll find me and um, I'll try to uh, I'll try to do some daily snaps there. And I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. It seems pretty easy and it seems pretty cool. So I'm going to check it out. And then the last last thing that I want to bring up, if you guys are brand spanking new, I'm talking like newbie and you guys, you know, want like a crash course on how to get started selling on Amazon and get yourself just kind of like understanding the business model. I've created a free resource for you and you can find that by heading over to freeprivatelabelcourse.com. Again, that's freeprivatelabelcourse.com. That is a 10-day email course that has videos, it has walkthroughs, all of that stuff, everything in between is there for you inside of that. So definitely go check that out. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up. I want to thank you guys. I really, really love the community that we've created here. Um, all of you TASers out there, I look forward to meeting you, whether it's on Periscope, whether it's on Snapchat, or whether it's in Denver on our, up, on our upcoming event or wherever it is. Uh, I really look forward to being able to meet you one day and shake hands and uh, and just talk business. All right, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Get pumped. Let's go. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.